What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Last night was UFC 265 from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, headlined by Derek Lewis and Cyril Gunn for the interim heavyweight championship. Derek Lewis was obviously trying to make the most out of the moment that he was put in and fighting in front of his hometown fans, but he was unable to come away with the victory. Gone for those who have never seen him fight before. This guy is kind of like John Jones. He kind of keeps his opponents at distance and doesn't really let them get too close to them. So Derek Lewis's game is he kind of needs to hit you with a big shot. Otherwise, it's probably going to go the distance. I mean, this didn't go the distance, but Derek Lewis did not throw many shots. He opens up the fight with a head kick, and he fell on the ground. And then Gon kind of took over. He set his own pace. And I was obviously rooting for Derek Lewis. He's the hometown guy. And this was probably the biggest fight of his career. I'm still a big fan of him. He has some of the greatest knockouts in UFC history. He has the most knockouts in the heavyweight division, I'm pretty sure. I think he became the leader in heavyweight knockouts after he won the last time. But Don, he is undefeated in MMA. He's 10-0. And he was a Muay Thai kickboxing champion outside of the UFC in France. So he's definitely a very high-level competitor. He's a great athlete. He was obviously in way better shape than Derek Lewis, and there's nothing that he could do about that. But he put a lot more effort into his camp this time, so he said... But his hands weren't flying like he really needed to, and he couldn't really get too close to Gon. He was always kind of moving. It looked like he was jumping rope pretty much. Like his feet were always like bouncing up and down. So he was staying very mobile. Having good footwork in the heavyweight division is very important because like most of the heavyweights are kind of like slower guys who just throw heavy shots and hope that they land. But Gone kind of moves like a middleweight. I heard a lot of people saying that, and it kind of makes sense. Like, middleweights like Adesanya, he has great footwork, obviously, and that's why he is the champion. He runs that division. It's because if you could keep your opponents at bay, then you could throw kicks and try to land the most effective punches to your opponent. So, Gone got the job done. He really outstruck Derek Lewis. He landed 112 out of 136 total strikes. Derek Lewis landed 16 out of 37. Significant strikes, 98 out of 122 for Gon. All of Lewis's were significant. He only landed 16 in the whole entire fight. And Gon landed 50 punches to the head. Lewis only landed 8. So he wasn't going to really affect Gon too bad. 
because he couldn't get close to him. That was honestly like the biggest issue that he had. And then Gon finally got the finish in the third round where he landed a few shots. He landed some uppercuts on Derek up against the cage. And he got him on the ground and he was able to hit him with a few shots until the ref called it. And yeah, Cyril Gon is the new interim UFC heavyweight champion, and now he'll have to go on a collision course with Francis Ngannou, his former training partner when he was in France. They trained together under the same coach, which is insane. That guy is probably like, I produce some of the craziest fighters on the planet. (laughs) Yeah, so that'll happen at some point. But... Yeah, Derek wasn't able to hurt Gon at all, and it was really just overall a poor performance. Like, he couldn't get anything going, and it just really proves that being a great athlete is uh, very important when you have better conditioning than someone else, like, you can go a lot longer than someone that isn't in great shape, so that's pretty much that. Gon didn't really want to celebrate too much, apparently, because he was in Lewis's hometown. He already got booed, like, a a lot. He got booed a lot during this week. Like, no one wanted to root for this guy. He had to come fight in the Lions Den of Houston, Texas. Like, one, he's from France, so, like, no one's going to be rooting for him off the bat. And two, he's in Texas, so, like, no one's going to (laughs) be happy that this guy won, especially when a guy from Texas is representing you guys in the main event for the title. And he gets his ass kicked. So, yeah. That's pretty much it for the main event. Then in the co-main event, we had Jose Aldo against Pedro Munoz in the Bantamweight division. Jose Aldo looking like old Jose Aldo when he used to be the king of the featherweights, but this is in the Bantamweight division. And he won via unanimous decision. This wasn't like the craziest fight, but it was definitely like a boxing match. Definitely, these two guys both have great boxing. Pedro Munoz was a very formidable opponent. Jose Aldo was just able to use his whole career to his advantage. He has great boxing, and... He just tapped into some of his old techniques, and he didn't really use too many kicks. But he landed a few on Munoz that hurt him, definitely stunned him. And Aldo landed the most significant strikes in his career, 114 out of 223. And Munoz landed 75 out of 179. So there was a lot of output, but not too much that landed from Munoz and Aldo didn't really have any damage to him and this fight went the distance he was unanimous decision like I mentioned so yep and after the fight 
a reporter asked him about a potential TJ Dillashaw fight in the Bantamweight division, and he said, yeah, that's the fight that we want. So two legends potentially going at it before the year is over. That's going to be one of the greatest fights of 2021, just based on the names alone. TJ Dillashaw obviously returning a couple weeks ago against Sam Hagen. Yeah. And he looked great. So, like, TJ Dillashaw, he would definitely try to take a guy like Jose Aldo down because of his wrestling ability. And definitely has... Good stand-up, too, but Aldo is definitely better than Dillashaw in that aspect, so we'd love to see that. Michael Chiesa lost to Vicente Luque in the first round via a Darce choke after Michael Chiesa had Vicente Luque in a submission of of his own. Yeah, he almost had him twice. He took his back and almost had him in a rear naked choke, but... Yeah, after Luque got taken down by Kiesa, he almost got submitted himself. And then he was able to evade that. And when Kiesa wasn't paying attention, he caught him in a Darce choke. He grabbed his neck and then basically flipped him over and had a lot of pressure on Kiesa's neck. And he caught him, man. He definitely caught him. Both of these guys are very high-level jiu-jitsu competitors. Luque is definitely on the rise after submitting Michael Chiesa, who is a former Ultimate Fighter winner, and he was on a win streak. So Michael Chiesa was looked at to be a potential title challenger, so now Vicente Luque is definitely in that position. He's moving up. He'll definitely be like top five after this, probably. And... Yeah, it was a great fight. Very quick. Ended in the first round. And Luque is now a top contender in the welterweight division. He'll hopefully receive a title shot after Colby Covington fights Usman at UFC 268 in November. So he's definitely one not to forget. And then we had a fight between Tisha Torres and Angela over Kill Hill. And, yeah, unfortunately for Angela, she kind of got dominated by Tisha Torres, who was returning after a suspension for PEDs. And this was the second time that they were fighting, too, and they had some bad blood. So Angela kind of got dominated a little bit. Tisha was kind of just putting out more shots than Angela that were landing. She landed 166 out of 322 shots. Holy shit. And Angela landed 99 out of 191. So they were both throwing shots. They were both trying to hurt each other in this fight. So Tisha Torres gets the unanimous decision win. Song Yudong beat Casey Kenny via split decision. Song Yudong definitely on the rise. He's only 23 years old. He'll definitely be a contender in the Bantamweight division. He's out of China, and the Chinese fighters in the UFC are definitely not ones to mess with. 
You don't want to mess with Zhang Li either. I'm interested to seeing when she fights again, too. So, yeah, Song Yudong with another impressive victory. And we had another great fight on the prelims between Faziz and Bobby Green, longtime UFC veteran. Faziz definitely on the rise. One via unanimous decision. They called that Hasbulla in his post fight interview. So <laughs> that was kind of funny. But we had a crazy fight between Alonzo Menafield and Ed Herman. Ed Herman almost had a doctor stop the fight after his leg looked like it had a hematoma on it. And it was literally destroyed. So Alonzo Menafield was able to pick up the unanimous decision victory after all the damage that he gave to Herman. Ed Herman's been around for at least like 16 years at this point in the UFC. So he's been one of the OGs, an early ultimate fighter competitor. So that was that. Then Jessica, uh, yeah, Jessica Penna, she beat, I can't even pronounce his name, but she beat this chick <laughs> with an arm bar. This was like her first fight in four years, I believe, so pretty crazy. Then we had Manel Kopp, who is a former Ryzen champion in Japan. That's the promotion over there. He beat O'Day Osborne with a flying knee pretty quickly in the first round. And then he jumped on him and landed a few shots, and the fight was over. But unfortunately, he missed weight by a few pounds, so he wasn't able to get a bonus or anything, so that sucks. But this guy, Miles Johns, former LFA Bantamweight champion, he... Had one of the cleanest knockouts of the night. He hit Anderson Dos Santos to the body, and then he clocked him in the jaw, dropping him fight over. This guy got 50K. And yeah, that was one of the most entertaining fights of the night. That was the third fight of the night. And we started off with Johnny Munoz against... Jamie Simmons in the Bantamweight division, and he subbed him in the second round. Munoz did in his UFC debut. So, yeah, it was a pretty crazy fight card. I wish Derek Lewis was able to come out with a victory, but Gon will now fight Francis Ngannou. For the undisputed UFC Heavyweight Championship down the line. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to the return of John Jones in the heavyweight division. Apparently, Stipe said that he was down for the John Jones fight. So, looking forward to seeing Stipe fight again, also. So the next time we have UFC, it's August 21st. They're off next week. And it's a fight night between Jared Cannonier and Kelvin Gastelum from the Apex Center. 
got Clay Guida, longtime UFC veteran on this card against Marco Madsen. That's going to be a pretty crazy fight. Madsen's 10-0. Guida is 36-17 on his career, so he's been around forever. <laughs> We got Alejandro Pantoja against Royval. That's going to be a good fight in the flyweight division. Pantoja is one of the top guys in that division for a while now. He's been around for a long time. He's 23 and 5. So, yeah, that'll be the next fight card. This weekend, we have the NFL Hall of Fame induction last night. On Saturday night, they had the 2020 class. Troy Palomalu getting into the Hall of Fame, one of my favorite players growing up. And tonight, on Sunday night, we got the 2021 class with Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson. So this is definitely going to be a great Hall of Fame class. Like three guys that I've really been a fan of for a really long time. Charles Woodson was one of the best defensive backs of his generation. Like one of the greatest of all time. Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Megatron, one of the craziest athletes that we've ever seen in the NFL. Unfortunately, the Lions ruined his longevity in the NFL because they didn't want to freaking pay the man or let him go. So it was unfortunate what he had to go through, but at least he gets the recognition that he deserves. And then Peyton Manning, one of my favorite players of all time, one of the greatest role models for any potential athlete just the drive that he had, had to go through adversity time and time again, dealing with injuries, and was able to win a Super Bowl in a new place at a really late part of his career. So Peyton Manning, one of the goats, the sheriff, getting into the Hall of Fame. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Kanye still hasn't dropped Donda, but the listening event was pretty good. Kid Cudi got added to the album. And yeah, a bunch of good songs on it. I just really need that to actually drop. So hopefully it drops soon. Well, this has been episode of One Stop Shop. Oh. And shout out to Team USA, men's basketball and women's basketball for winning the gold medals. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Peace out, guys.